0: You are listening to the Super Mom Is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host Tori Henderson, and this is episode sixty-one. All links and show notes can be found by going to lifecoachingforparents.com/sixty-one. Welcome to the Super Mom Is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, Supermoms. How are you? I hope you're all staying healthy. I myself have a cold and I'm just getting over it. So I apologize for my voice sounds funny. A little different than normal. I got my tea here, so hopefully I can hang in there for this podcast and record it I hope you enjoyed last week's podcast as much as I did with Dr Dan Peters I got off thinking it was like such a great podcast it's such a great interview and then I listened back to it and I realized uh, as calm and kind as he is and I love talking to him I get excited and when I get excited I I start a sentence and then don't finish it. And I say, you know, about 100 million times. So it is not the best interview I have ever done. But the content was so good that I hope you can put up with me. And thank you to those of you who did put up with my poor interviewing skills to listen to the genius that is Dr. Dan Peters. I learned something too. You know, I never dawned on me that anger and outbursts of anger are a sign of anxiety. I think that's just not how things show up in my family. And so it didn't dawn on me. But then I was watching, I'm a reality show junkie. I was watching... Not Love is Blind. I did just watch that one, which was really good. (laughs) Watch Love is Blind on Netflix. But it was, oh, married at first sight. And there was a couple, there was a guy on there who's like, I have really bad anxiety. And you could see his outbursts of anger and how it was his anxiety acting up. And I just after hearing interviewing Dan, Dr. Dan, I was watching that and I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. So I love learning new things like that. And I hope that you enjoyed it too. But today we are talking about, well, I have a a question from a mom named Jessica, wants to know how to get her kids to frickin' go to bed already. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today is Jessica's question, how can I get my kids to go to bed so I can have a moment of peace? But I want to make a little disclaimer first. I have a feeling that this question is going to sound like a lot of you all. (laughs) And so sometimes I have clients asking, like, do you use the stuff that I talk about on your podcast? And I have to say, I don't without permission. Like if somebody writes into me, then obviously I have their permission or check make sure I have their permission to use it on the podcast. But this is just a common thing that so many of my clients deal with that this might resonate with you and this might sound awfully familiar but uh, I am not disclosing anybody's privacy. So if you're wondering about that, we're all in the clear here. It's just a very common problem. So Jessica writes, I get home from a long day at work. After commuting home in bumper-to-bumper traffic, I am exhausted. I pull into my driveway and begin my second job, trying to get my kids fed, cleaned, and into bed. If they would just do everything I say... Then I could relax, but they don't. They goof around, they ignore me, they dawdle. Meanwhile, I get angrier and angrier. I've tried to create systems and be organized to keep the evening running smooth, but my family sabotages my attempts at organization. How can I get them to frickin' go to bed already so I can have a moment of peace? Well, Jessica, I can hear your frustration. But I also know after coaching hundreds of super moms just like you, I have a hunch that what's really going on for you underneath the frustration is exhaustion. And life coaching, we like to get to the root cause of problems. So I'll give you a little bit of a kind of educator answer, but most of this is a life coaching issue. It sounds like you've been listening to advice with Creating Organizational Systems, but no amount of organizing can solve a problem of fatigue. You want the kids to go to bed early so you can relax. You think the only way you can relax is by finishing your tasks. Makes total sense. But when we treat kids like tasks on our to-do list, they rebel, (laughs) they act silly, naughty, whatever they can to shake us out of task mode. You know, we get into this like zombie mode where it's just like, I don't smile. I don't laugh. I don't kick like just like going through the motions and they know we've got this spirit inside us and they try to like shake it awake. So they will goof off and act up to get us to connect with them in meaningful ways. So, many supermoms have stressful beliefs that make them resistant to relaxation. All right. They think the only way to relax is to get my job done. So, when we think things like there's too much to do, more work will pile up later, I can't relax until everything is done, those are some very common beliefs that supermoms have that make relaxation difficult they make us stay focused on the to-do list rather than on the relaxing. When you feel tired, but you push through your fatigue, ignoring your own body, it creates tension and pressure. So I want you to think about this right now. Like close your eyes and just think about your evening routine. All you mamas out there, think about bedtime, dinner, homework, baths, all the like end of the day stuff, getting ready for the next day and notice the pressure and tension it creates in your body. This self-imposed pressure causes us to snap at the kids, act impatiently. It creates tunnel vision where the only thing you can see is getting through to that finish line at the end of the day. This isn't a problem of getting kids to bed so much as it is a problem of exhaustion. The only solution for fatigue is rest. You are trying to get to it by getting all your work done. But as a busy working mom, this is never going to happen. You're never going to get everything done. There will always be more work to do. So if you're going to be a mom, you've got to learn to rest while work remains undone. Learning to relax before your chores are done is really quite simple. Here are some easy options. Number one, listen to a 10-minute meditation before you go into the house. You come in home from work, you just got through your horrible commute, you're sitting in your driveway or park around the corner if the kids can see you, And you just sit and you listen to a little meditation app on your phone. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, something quick and easy. Number two, take three deep breaths and say the word release with each breath. Imagine that you're releasing the tension and releasing the pressure while you're taking deep breaths. Number three, just do a body scan. Just close your eyes because closing your eyes helps disconnect the brain and pay attention to your body and notice what you are feeling and where you feel it. This is just respectful. (laughs) When you're feeling tired, when you're feeling drained, it's just to pay attention It's kind of like if you had a friend come to you and she started complaining about her miserable day and you just ignored her, like that would be kind of rude. Well, that's kind of what's happening when we ignore our own bodies. So just by closing your eyes and paying attention to your own body is respectful and it helps your body feel noticed, heard, seen, felt, and rested. Number four, repeat a mantra like, in this moment, all is well. That's one of my favorites. I use that all the time. But my other favorite is there's nothing I have to do right now. Now, that might trigger a lot of you (laughs) because you might be like, there's a thousand things I need to do, Tori. But in this moment, there really is never anything you have to do. And so reminding yourself of that might be helpful. Number five, do five minutes of yoga, poses, breathing, especially balancing poses are really good because it forces your attention inward. So the thing with energy and being drained of energy and being tired is we think that that's just kind of a permanent state. Like I've used up all my energy for the day, I am now tired. We forget that we can actually create more energy. We can renew and refresh our energy anytime we want without caffeine. <laughs> because your energy goes where your attention goes. So if you are a stay-at-home mom, And you are wondering, why am I so tired at the end of the day? Like, I didn't really do anything. I didn't do any physical labor. You know, I just putzed around my house and took care of the kids. Why am I so exhausted? Well, the reason is because your energy goes where your attention goes. And when your clients and colleagues are pulling your attention outside of yourself, it drains your energy. When your kids are saying all day, Mommy, look at me, listen to me over here, it drains your energy. Even if you leave the house to get a break, if your thoughts are still on your work, on your kids, it will drain your energy. If you've got something weighing on your mind, you know, an argument you got into with your sister, or a friend who just got diagnosed with cancer or something that's just like some unresolved issue that's emotionally draining on you, then every time you try to meditate, that's going to come into your head. (laughs) And so you're going to be thinking about that unresolved issue, and it's going to drain your energy. So the trick is to bring your attention inward and onto you. It's the only way to restore balance is to turn off that busy brain and focus your attention on your physical body. So that's kind of my little tip there, my educator answer, my advice. The life coaching answer is what gets in our way from taking short breaks during the day to focus on ourselves? Well, there is this very strange cultural idea that a good mom should be self-sacrificing, constantly efficient and productive, perfectly clean, and put everyone else's needs before her own. We are not robots. We are not a cog in the machine of productivity. We are humans, and we need to respect the human body as it is designed. Even something like you know, watching news on TV and your attention is getting pulled into all these different directions and, you know, the coronavirus over here and, you know, bad things happening over here. And you have so much knowledge and information about things that are going on everywhere else in the world besides your own body. So (laughs) the human body is designed to pay attention and rest when you are tired. Okay, Like if you look at, oh, I don't know, an animal in the animal kingdom, think of like a mama lion. Okay. So she might be aware of where her cubs are, but she still makes sure that she rests when she's tired. She's not like resting there going, thinking about, oh my gosh, bad things could happen. They could be attacked. Somebody could come along and pounds, they could run off and get into trouble. She's not overthinking and futurizing about bad things that could happen to her little cubs. She's just watching, supervising, and then resting and paying attention to herself as well. So this is how we're meant to live as humans. So we work when we have energy. We rest when we are tired. We use play to restore our spirit. Please, mamas, I ask you, I beg you fight against this ridiculous notion that we are better mothers when we ignore our bodies and our own humanness. The other big obstacle to getting super moms to rest when they are tired? Well, I'll call it the three Ps. Perfectionism, people-pleasing, and pushing through. All three of these create enormous amounts of pressure, pressure, This pressure robs us of our creativity and our problem solving. Think about it. Like, where do you get your best ideas? When you have your access to your highest creativity, where are you? For me, it's always in the shower and uh, exercise class. Like if I go to any kind of yoga or exercise, walking, just anything outside, all these ideas pop into my head. When I'm, my mind is idle and my body is kind of moving in a kind of repetitive way, that's when I have access to my creativity, driving a car. But when we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, we lose access to this. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I remember when my husband would go out of town, like he'd be gone for a business trip or something, and creativity and patience were the first two things to go. And when I was rested, I had access to patience and creativity. But when I was getting tired and when we get under pressure, we lose our patience and we lose our creativity. That's why we snap at our kids. When you put pressure on yourself because of perfectionism, people pleasing, or you're feeling tired and you just push through and ignore it, it makes bedtime feel like walking through mud while trying to catch slippery fish (laughs) and put them in beds. When we feel pressured to get it all done, do it right, make people happy, ignore our own fatigue, it brings out the worst in us. We can't even see that it's possible to relax before the kids are in bed. You don't even believe me when you're putting so much pressure on yourself. We can't imagine leaving the dishes undone and feeling peaceful about it. These three Ps are toxic to our happiness and our ability to feel in control of our lives. So try this for a minute. If you are not driving your car, I can close your eyes. Think about your evening routine with the kids. Can you notice the pressure that you feel? Dinner, homework, baths, screen time, bedtime trying to get it all done. Can you feel that pressure? Imagine it like sandbags sitting on your chest, on your shoulders, weighing you down. Notice the heaviness. Now imagine that you can lift these sandbags off your chest. Just put them to the side. You can always put them back on later, but let's just see what your evening routine would be like without the pressure do you notice that it's easier to breathe? (laughs) You could take deep breaths. Without carrying so much perfectionism, people-pleasing, and pushing through, this bedtime routine can be lighter, easier, possibly even enjoyable. Without the perfectionistic, people-pleasing, and pushing to power through your fatigue, you might be able to come up with relaxing ways to connect with your kids. You might find amusement in their goofy bedtime antics. Right now, amusement is not available to you. When you are under pressure and these sandbags are weighing you down, you can't find the fun. You can't find the joy. You can't find your creativity. But without them... Without this pressure, you can use your creativity, discover wind down activities that work for your kids and for you. You know, you could like, I don't know, cuddle up on the couch, listen to an audiobook that you all enjoy, give each other hand massages, lay on the floor and uh, play doctor, have your kids like play doctor, pretend like you're in a coma. <laughs> there are so many ways to relax with your kids or without them. Like the examples I gave before, like listening to a meditation app, doing some balancing yoga poses, deep breaths. Those are things you can do anytime just for yourself. But there's things you can do with your kids too. Cuddle up and read a book. You can play spa and have them, you know, just, I don't know, play a hair salon and let them like just rub your head. You can come up with all sorts of things. But when you're feeling the pressure to do everything perfectly then it just robs your ability to access your own imagination and your own creativity. And learning how to take the pressure off takes time. Like a lot of this have this pressure as our default setting. But, and I work with this, my clients, you know, my co- coaching program is a 12 week coaching program. And it, Cause it really does take about that long, one hour a week for 12 weeks, where we kind of build that habit and that skill set of learning how to not put pressure on myself. And it starts by just identifying and noticing that you're doing it. And so it happens so much of the time is my clients are put pressure on themselves to like have the perfectly relaxing, energizing, joyful bedtime routine where everybody's happy and sweet and cuddly and nice, okay? So we recognize the perfectionism in that. And of course, that mom never yells or snaps and that she's always like, you know, Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, so once we kind of recognize the perfectionism and we let go of the pressure and we just let the evening routine be what it is, then my clients they will start relaxing, but then they'll start putting pressure on themselves for not doing their meditation, not doing their evening yoga, not having fun with their kids. They just switch the thing they're pressuring themselves to. For because it's just their default setting. And so we in coaching, we always want to watch out for that. And so I got to make sure I listen and hear, okay, now they're putting pressure on themselves for not doing their homework, not writing in their journal, not going to yoga and all that stuff. So we have some amusement around that. But it's really so important to learn how to tune into the body, respect your body's needs, and release the frustration and, So that these moms can enjoy their evening routine and not feel guilty because that's the problem, right? We just, we're not this living up to our perfectionistic expectations of who we want to be as a mom and then we feel guilty and then we just wallow and we stay stuck and we don't think there's any solutions and it does not help us access our creative problem solving. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is kind of on the same note, I'm going to call it worshiping productivity. So some of us have a default setting in the brain that prioritizes productivity above all else. Anybody else out there? I know this has been something that's taken me a long time to overcome. It is my default setting for sure. And whether it's the role modeling we got from our moms who never sat down, never rested, never went to a day spa, or just the old Protestant work ethic, you know, it's all hard work. That's where you get your value. Cultural programming, like if you've got time to lean, you got time to clean, or maybe you just like being productive. You know, we get a little dopamine hit when we are productive, but either way, wherever it comes from, These cultural messages about productivity being the most valuable use of your time and energy are a kryptonite for super moms. They drain our energy. I used to love going to my kids' volleyball tournaments. Volleyball tournaments are long. They are 12-hour days and often like an hour or two from home. So for me, going to these tournaments was like the one day where I had no guilt, no obligation. It was a holiday from my life. My cultural programming agreed that watching my kids play volleyball was good mommying, like it was a good use of my time. But there was so much downtime at these tournaments. I loved it. I wasn't in charge of anything, which was really unusual for my life because I was teaching you know, three days a week. I was life coaching three days a week. I wasn't running a house, of course, parenting, mothering. I was in charge of a lot. Still am. <laughs> but at these tournaments, I wasn't in charge of the whole tournament. I had to bring my food, but that was it. I could hang out. I could talk to the parents. I could read a book. I could go for a walk. Sometimes I would sit in my car and I'd write a blog or take a coaching call. Sometimes I would run errands, get the car wash, whatever I felt like doing. It was a lovely way to spend a day until I ruined it. (laughs) This last tournament up in the wine country was about two hours away from home. This was just the other week. I was looking forward to it. Beautiful scenery. I met up with a friend for lunch who I was excited to see because I hadn't seen her for a while. It was a lovely day. But the whole time I was there, I kept thinking, I should be getting my work done. Just because in the past, I had occasionally been productive during these tournaments. Now, I was putting pressure on myself to get work done while there. I had this big, long list of projects I was going to start. Oh my gosh, listening to this voice in my head, telling me I should be working, made the tournament so much less enjoyable. I didn't obey it, because I was so pissed that it was there and it was ruining my fun. But I still was like that voice. I was like, get out of there. I do not want you in my head. So intellectually, most of us would agree that worshiping productivity doesn't sound ideal. It's not like we want to go to a church, bow down and praise the productivity gods. Yet at the end of the day, how do you judge your day? Do you judge it? based on how much you accomplished. Do you ask yourself, did I get everything done that I needed to get done? Or do you ask yourself, was I kind? Did I uplift the energies of the people around me? Did I show my love for my kids, my life, my husband, my career? Did I push myself outside my comfort zone today? Did I grow? Did I act in alignment with my values? Those are the questions that we aren't asking because we're so focused on, did I get everything done? This is Worshipping Productivity, and I say we stop by doing today's Supermom Power Boost coming up right now, which is... Do Nothing! In order to boost your energy, renew, refresh, restore balance, I suggest a do-nothing day. I used to do this, and I totally forgot about it until I was writing this blog. Well, actually, until I caught myself on the volleyball tournament problem. And this is just, for me, was heaven, and it was exactly what I needed. So I'm going to suggest it for today's supermom Power Boost, that all you Supermoms out there who worship productivity, pick a day on your calendar and declare it a do-nothing day. Much like the volleyball tournaments used to be for me, having a day off to do whatever you feel like doing is nourishment for the soul. If you relate to Jessica, as many of my clients do, and feel tired and cranky at the end of your days, it is especially important to do this. I know you might resist. You're like, do nothing. That's the opposite of worshiping productivity. That's going to a completely different church. This is going to be hard. And for some of you, it'll be really hard to do inside your home. So you can go to a spa. You can go to a volleyball tournament. You can <laughs> come to my child's volleyball tournament. You can check into a hotel. You can go for a drive, wander around the city. Whatever feels delicious to you. I like going to botanical gardens. See if there's any of those in your area. The purpose of the do nothing day is to get you back in balance. You don't have to stare into space for 12 hours unless that is what your body feels like doing. And I have been there. (laughs) I have been so burnt out that that is what I needed to do. So you just wanna listen to your own body and spirit. Nap if you feel like napping eat when you feel like eating, move when you feel like moving. It's too easy to ignore yourself when others are around. So this is a day just for you. I really don't want you to be like with girlfriends or husbands. Like this is for you to be by yourself and do absolutely nothing. If you are burned out and tired and fatigued, this is how we restore it. I've had many delightful do nothing days that stand out in my memory because you're so present with the day that it's one of those significant memories that comes back. Like, I remember staying at a day spa. I got there at 8 a.m. in the morning and I checked out at 8 p.m. at night. <laughs> I know how to milk a day spa. I can remember driving around listening to a, a great audiobook. It was fall, all the leaves were turning colors. I walked around, I drove in my car, I just looked at beautiful scenery. Oh, in fact, I remember it was Anita Morjani's book, Dying to Be Me. If you want a good audiobook, oh my gosh, she's such a good storyteller. Excellent book. I remember just like wandering up and down aisles of libraries, bookstores, like carrying a warm mug, you know, like a latte in my hand reading my book while being brought food that I did not have to cook or clean up after. I used to love like taking my Oprah magazines to restaurants and letting other people bring me food. I can remember once I was out walking in nature and on my do nothing day and I laid down on a park bench in the sunshine and slept for two hours. Nobody falls asleep on a park bench at 11 a.m. in the morning if they are not exhausted and depleted, <laughs> mamas. So do what your body feels like doing. The purpose is to not accomplish anything or make it productive. So no running errands, no checking things off your to do list, no getting things done. It's listening to your body and doing whatever feels delicious and nourishing to your spirit and your body. I would love it, moms, if you would join me in this do nothing day. And I want you to go into my Facebook group and share it. it my Facebook group is called Super Mom Is Getting Tired. And I want you to tell me about your do nothing day because we need to change the cultural programming. From, oh, doing nothing is horrible and that's bad parenting because self sacrificing and dying on the sword for your children and being exhausted and depleted is good parenting. Like, we need to change that. And I think we can change it with each other if we just start celebrating moms who care for their bodies and their souls. So please come join me in the Super Mom's Getting Tired Facebook group. And today's quote of the day is from Martha Beck, rest until you feel like playing, play until you feel like resting, never do anything else. All right, super moms. If you are thinking that now is a good time to look into life coaching, if you're feeling depleted and burned out, uh, now is a good time. My, my docket is filling up. So if you've been considering it, I want to encourage you to go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule a free coaching call now before I run out of splots because they are filling up quickly. All right, moms, take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends.